Hi, welcome to new episode of the B Podcast. Today's episode features Gregoire Dupont, the founder and the owner of Dupont Trading. He's based in London. He comes with the wealth and breadth of two decades of experience in the financial market. I'll be talking to him today about investment, about inflation, the current market conditions, his views in digital assets, cryptocurrency, and more. Please join me in this session, and don't forget to subscribe and follow our channel for more content related to business and personal development. Uh, these days, you know, it's an after party, so you're still young, Ben, uh, you're probably still clubbing. Uh, but it feels like, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, we had this big party. And this big party was organized by all the central banks. We are talking in the US, the Fed, in Europe, the ECB. And we all get drunk. We were all dancing. So we are talking the stocks, we are talking the main stocks, we are talking SPACs, we are talking crypto, you know, with the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, all those names. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode of the B Podcast. Um, today with me, a very special guest, actually, Greg. It took me a fun fact. It took me a while to take you to the show. It's a very busy man. So thanks a lot, Greg, for being with me Thank today. You, no problem. Thank you uh, for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Greg, we're going to talk um, investment. We're going to talk finance. We're going to talk market. We're going to talk inflation. We're going to talk all of the good and bad things that are happening around. Yeah. But, but, and then, of course, very interesting course that you do. So... Um, we're going to touch upon that. So everyone to look at it, the very, very impressive feedback that I've seen in your website. So congrats, really good, good job in there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so Greg, so let's just start. What's your, what's your reading for the market? What, what do you see going on basically from your perspective? Um, so market, let, let's start with, with the last couple of years. Uh, so I think we, we discussed a bit, uh, today and, and two weeks ago, but the market and, um, it feels very much like uh, these days, you know, it's an after party. So you're still young, Ben, uh, you're probably still clubbing. Uh, but it feels like, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, we had this big party. And this big party was organized by all the central banks. We are talking in the US, the Fed, in Europe, the ECB. And we all get drunk. We were all dancing. So we are talking the stocks. We are talking the main stocks. We are talking SPACs. We are talking crypto, you know, with the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, all those names. And last November, uh, the Fed, you know, gave us a warning saying, you know, inflation is coming. So we went from inflationary that was, you know, below 2% to more than 2%. And they gave us a signal saying, you know, we might change policies. And, you know, as always, market is very, very slow to react. Uh, it takes a lot of time. And we say, okay, that's fine. So we started to see some stocks coming down. And now since the start of the year, you get tons of stocks that are down 50%. The S&P is down 15%. The NASDAQ is down 20%. So it's a big hangover. And we wake up and we're like, okay, so it's the tomorrow, tomorrow morning, you wake up and you're like, okay, what do I do? Am I still going to be partying tonight? But what the Fed is now telling us is, you know, they are not as keen as before as putting the music as loud as before. So that means, you know, quantitative easing is going into quantitative tightening. And as well, what is really important, the price of partying, which was very cheap for the last couple of years, is now very expensive because you got inflation. So if you want to go out, it's going to cost you a ton. And you know as well that the guy who's going to do the party is going to be closing the show at, let's say, midnight. So what's the point of partying? So that's mm. what's happening more or less. I mean, it's a long analogy, but this is what is happening in the market. It's just that we are transitioning from, you know, partying to something that is the new normal, which is more inflation, meaning uh, less accommodation, probably. 
But how you read actually very interesting one. So it's like the ECP is kind of behind the US dollars and now we're <laughs> heading to almost a parity for, I don't know, first time in a decade, yeah. if it's not more. So how how you see the playing out in terms of the capital's preferences yeah. where, to what market they should look at? I mean, I've been investing uh, uh, firstly in, in European markets. So my core markets have been European markets, then a bit of the US and more and more the US. But as a European investor, you always you know that the ECB is always six months late versus the, the Fed. So the Fed will say something and six months later, the ECB will do exactly the same. So the first reaction of the ECB is say, no, 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 we're not going to do anything. But if we get, you know, 5% plus inflation, the ECB will have to act, okay? Especially we know the story with Germany, you know, uh, 100 years ago. With inflation, they hate inflation. So we will have to tighten. The problem that we are facing now in Europe is we get a lot of inflation, but Germany, which is the leader in the in, in Europe, is mostly depending on oil and, and commodities from Russia. So they can't go overnight and closing everything because if overnight you stop oil from Russia, then the German economy is probably coming down by 10, 20%. And we are talking GDP. So it takes a bit of time. So ECB will have to act. That is for sure. For the time being, you know, especially as they are run by, by a French lady, everything is a bit slower. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we are not talking into uh, this summer. Uh, the parity is is potentially uh, something that, you know, I'm talking parity euro dollar uh, might happen. I, I still I still believe that, you know, the, the first reaction was for people to go for the dollar and still the case for the time being, because you go for the safety in the long run. I think what has been happening with uh, with Russia, uh, some uh, some news that we got from China, from the Middle East are telling me as well that the, the US dollar, which is making, you know, 80 percent of any transaction, which prob is probably going to come down a bit uh, in terms of transaction. So. Um, there is the short-term call and the long-term one. Um, it, it's a tough one, really tough one for, for the country. Is my conclusion correct if I say we're already seeing a dip right now in the European market, right? And if, if the ECB start moving their rates high in six months down the road, it's meaning that do, we, do you see it like a, a deeper dip in the European market than it is in US or that's not correct? Well, I mean... The, the thing is, again, I, I go back to this party because I'm, I'm an old person and I'm always repeating myself. But um, if you think about, if you look at charts, so, you know, after this call, maybe let's all look at charts again, you know, S&P, the stock 600, you know, we have been like parabolic almost. Okay, so now mm. we are 20% from those high levels. Um, and, and literally, if you go back to a trend, you know, a trend that started in, in 2000, you, you're probably 20, 30, 40% lower. Okay, so that really the, the, the thing is, we all know that we are this crazy party. We all know that many valuations are crazy. Okay, um, but for years and years, uh, central banks have been very keen on, on doing this, uh, this pump up of, of all assets. But that was possible as long as you didn't, didn't have inflation. So, you know, since the early 80s, you didn't have inflation. So if you look at inflation in the US, we went from 15, 20% in the early 80s to 0% recently. But now for the first time ever, you get inflation everywhere. So the central banks cannot do the same as before. 
So it's a different market. So to come back, long answer for a short question, to come back to Europe, I think the biggest problem that Europe is facing at the moment is obviously the war in Ukraine, because, you know, Germany is depending, Germany and the rest of Europe is massively depending on, on, on Russia. Mm. Um, and, you know, for the time being, Europeans are like saying, you know, we're fine, we're fine. But guess what? Because the weather is okay. Let's look in six months' time where we go into winter and say, you know, to the Russians, no, we don't want your oil anymore, your gas. What do you do? So you got a six months window to put a lot of LNG, a lot of whatever, you know, trying to put winds and if you can do it for the next six months, but it's not going to be enough. So the way you try to leverage your thing is very limited in terms of time. Okay, so very uh, topic of an hour as well, cryptos, digital assets. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I've been watching actually an interview this morning in, in somebody in Bloomberg, and he was talking why why we have a dip right now. And the, and the sole explanation that person came up with is that all of the institution that they bought these assets and start selling them off, they lack, they lack the conviction and hence they're kind of afraid. Is that a valid argument? <laughs> Well, I think short term, because I'm, I'm both a trader and, and an investor, so I'm doing a lot of trading. There is a lot of te- technicality these days for, for Bitcoin to be around this level. So you, you read the headlines about, you know, Luna, whatever, all those, those crypto names. Yeah. So there, there has been a big arbitrage and a big trade, which, you know, 1 billion PNL and some peg that, did, that, that went ugly. For me, I understand, you know, the idea of diversification of your portfolio, because this is something that you should always do. But the problem with crypto, especially for the people who are selling the crypto, they, tell, they are telling you go 100% with crypto with a technology that very few people understand. Okay, so me, I've been asking, I kept on asking, you know, you again, I'm an old person, you know, can you help me with those wallets, with those keys? And, and no one came to me with a good understanding. So the, the first thing that you know, that you should know as an investor is how strong is your counterparty? Okay, where do you mm. put your money at? Okay, so a bank or whatever. So people will tell you, oh, you only need a password. So I'm 100% dependent on my password. <laughs> it, so crypto, I, I, I strongly believe in the blockchain uh, technology because, you know, it makes complete sense. Crypto, there will be some winners. I don't know which ones, but, you know, it is clear that over the last 12 months, there were tons of those small names and they are not going to make it. Um, having said that, you know, uh, being in London, I know that a lot of big hedge funds, uh, big family offices have been starting to put money at work in that space. That is for sure. So there is put- potential. Okay, interesting. So you, Greg, is like, what are you bidding at in the next three to six months? What would be your choices? Well, I mean, um, since the start of the year, I've been pretty bearish. Okay. Um, so, you know, for the, the market, again, is down 15%. So um, if you look at history, Normally, a correction on average is 20% on the S&P, 22%. I think if you go into a real bear market, you are talking 30%. Okay, so 30% from here, you get another 15%. So in other words, what you should be doing is be mostly cash. Okay, and I hear the frustration of people saying, you know, oh, you're cash, meaning you don't have any ID. Okay, let's a bit. And I know in the hedge fund community, this is mostly what is happening because, you know, when you are running a hedge fund, you need to show that you are using the capital. But to be honest here, for the timing, as I said, with inflation, 
you're going to have the midterm elections in the U.S. in six months. You get the European uh, uh, issues with Russia. You get the war in Ukraine, obviously. In the next six months, it's going to be extremely tricky. Okay, so you need to have a lot of cash. What I'm looking at is companies that, you know, if you look at, I don't know if you're familiar with market cap versus enterprise value, yeah. it's companies that have a lot of cash. Okay, enough cash at least to go through the cycle. Because if you think as well in terms of economic cycle, something that I really like to do is if you go into uh, normally a recession, it's between six to 18 months. I don't have the timing. I don't know when it's going to start, but I know that valuations will come down massively. So I want to have cash on my account. I want to have companies that are long cash and I want to have companies that have pricing power. Why I want to have this? Because obviously with inflation, what matters the most is having companies that have the ability to pass on the price increases to their customers. Okay, You can do that at, at first right. because everyone is doing it. But in the long run, how much can you do it? So those are the names that I'll be, uh, I'll be looking at those days. And this is regardless whether that's a paying dividend companies or just this. Yeah, I mean, okay. sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean dividend um I always say the same thing to people is dividend makes really make sense if you are sitting in, in places like in the Bermuda or, you know, uh, in Dubai where you don't pay any taxes on dividends. Right. Okay. Otherwise, if you are in socialist countries like mine, uh, you'll be paying t- between 20 and 50 percent taxes. OK. What is the most important thing when we do uh, our analysis is the free cash flow generation. Okay, if you do have mm. like free cash flow generation, you'll be in the position to pay to pay dividends. Uh, so that's the first. You know, it's dividend. Yeah, I mean the the, the dividend yield is 1.5 to 2 percent on the S&P. But we know when the world stops, suddenly the dividend stops as well. So you know, saying to saying you know my strategy is only dividends. I don't think that makes sense. And I know that a lot of, of, of uh, investors are looking at it. But from my experience, when the cycle is over, the dividend yields are just plummeting. Right. Very interesting take, Greg. Um, last questions. Tell me about your program. So my program. So um, I have 20 years experience. So I've been uh, I've been trader. I've been portfolio manager. I've been looking at long only product, long short product. Uh, so 20 years, you know, in this industry, that's quite a long time. And um, in 2014, I discovered the world of education. So actually, some years before, I was a bit um, looking for something different uh, than only trading. And I was always very keen on education. So I was lucky to discover mentoring and helping retail traders. Uh, and that means for the last three years, I launched my own company and I tried to help retail traders, uh, investors. You know, I gave them a whole process. Uh, so that's the first part. And then if they want to move further, uh, I do mentoring one-on-one sessions, same as today. So discussing the same things, but um, I'll be taking uh, talking much less and you'll come with your ideas and I help you. And, and hopefully we try to make money together. So that's the idea. Something that I enjoy. Um, it, it's really a nice thing. I mean, you know, it's very similar to a podcast. You explain your um your whole process, how you do things. Um, and if people, if I can help people, you know, just a bit, um, that's, a, that's a good thing. And I've seen a lot of good recommendation there. So yeah, that's, that's really- <laughs> yeah, It's family good. only. <laughs> it's like family and friends. <laughs> no, come on, come on. I'm, I'm really following you to Twitter. And you t- you have a different perspective. It's just like today when you, when you talked about the, you, you 
um, perspective on whether you invest in dividend um, or not. But I think you have a diff different takes when you say it doesn't matter really what business you look at. It's just what matters is what strategy you've got in mind and then what market fundamental around it and what card do you want to play in that in that time. So whether you keep the cash or not. So it depends on the cycle of the market. So that's really think, interesting. Yeah, I think what is really, really important as an investor or as a trader, whatever you name it, is you need to be very flexible. Okay, so I've mm -hmm. been in this industry for quite some time and actually has been a prop, tra prop trader for more than 10 years. And in prop trader, as in, in a prop trading firm, you see a lot of turnover. So you see a lot of guys coming, coming in and coming out. So I've been lucky to stay there because not because I'm a genius, but just I think I do have like a small ability to um, to make changes. Market mm. is always different. Okay, so the the party that we had six months ago is over. What you have is 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 now a lot of investors are still buying the dips and they are saying, "Oh, I'm going to be buying you know 10% higher." And 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 they don't change. Uh, so if you don't have this ability to say, "I need to change," I need to adapt to this new market you're going to be dying very quickly. And the only way to do that is you need to have strong risk management, meaning that you get you, you take your losses, you take your losses. It's it's a bad thing. It's bad to swallow, but you're still in the game. I don't like the idea of saying it's in the game. You are in the game, but but you get the idea. So yes, th that is that is really important. You know, I say to my to my to my students, you know, the most important thing to start is your risk management. If you get the risk management, then it's a learning curve. And, you know, as the market is always different, you will always be looking for new ideas. That's all. Perfect. No, Thank no rocket science. Perfect. Thanks, Greg, for, for the time you spent with me today. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Ben. Thank and, you very much. And, and I'll speak to you soon.